0: Hey everyone, Jim here, Boots & Whiskey Podcast. Before we start episode 99 today, I want to take a minute and send, now now that it's been a week, um, I want to send our condolences and our love to the Lynn family. Um, As you all know, the great Loretta Lynn passed away last Tuesday, October 4th, at her home, in her sleep. The world I think was kind of rocked by the news. Um, I know I was um Loretta has done so much for country music, not just for women she's you know the catalyst of women in country music, but for the genre in its entirety so um our love and support goes out to Loretta Lynn, her family, her friends um it's been a really it's been a really nice time to see all the tributes come out to Loretta. And, um, honestly, this episode, episode 99 here with Bennett Coleman is, is our way of, you know, saying thank you to Loretta. Um, so Loretta, this, this episode is for you. Cheers.
1: And now after years of planning, sweating, and going broke... Here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And a list the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through lifestyle. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. <laughs> There, over there. Send the word, send the word, over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music ward on fire? The music? Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Uh, put it up to a Eleven, mark. exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at bootsandwhiskeypodcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. You all want to drink whiskey? I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean lab. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle.
0: Hello, happy Monday, everyone. As always, I am Jim. I am your host. Welcome to episode 99 in the last episode of season three here at the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Uh, I am honored to have Bennett Coleman with us tonight. Bennett is somebody I've been talking to now for months, months and months and months and months and months, and months about coming on this show. And a lot of things happened. Um, you know, he had come out with a song, and, you know, I, I'm i not going to lie to you, I was a little unsure of if I should have him on with only having one song out, and, you know, there was a lot of things that went into deciding how to, to approach this episode. Um, first of all, he had the, um, pardon the expression, he had the balls to just message me and be like, hey, I want to be on your show, I have one song out, here it is. Yada, yada, yada. And we got to talking and struck up a really good conversation. And I really liked what he was doing and his vision and what he wanted to do and where he was going. Um, So I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I would love to have you on the show. And with schedules, my schedule, his schedule, uh, probably mostly my schedule. um, You know, it took a while from that conversation till now to have him on the show. So I appreciate his patience with me (laughs) with this so much. Um, I can't even tell you. Um, So thank you, Bennett. Also, thank you, everybody listening here on Dirt Road FM. I know there's a million things you could be doing with your evening, so I thank you so much for taking the time and listening to us here at the show. Um, A couple of other things, as we mentioned last week, and we'll keep mentioning and mentioning and mentioning until December 1st. We have been nominated by Dirt Road FM for Podcast of the Year very excited for that please we would love to have your vote for that you can vote once a day um in in the pot you know in all the categories but in the podcast category you know we would love to we would love to be your pick um you know we have some great other nominees in there for a lot of things if you go to their website you know check them out um male artist of the year female artist of the year riser of the year all all great great opportunities and choices here but you know for us we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know the nominees and stuff as we get closer to december 1st um i think we might do a do a whole separate show just for that and just exclusively on dirt road fm um you know, for them to, to, you know, to kind of, as a thank you to them. Um, so yeah, so take a look for that. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it could, it's possible. It's probable actually, let's, let's not be crazy. Um, so a big thank you to them for that. So please, like I said, go vote once a day. You can do it, do it. Boots of good podcast. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, but yeah, so Bennett's from the Carolinas, um, lives down there. He's, Really making a name for himself, um, I think Bennett Coleman is going to be somebody that we hear about in the next year or two as a heavy hitter or a big player, a big independent player. That um, you know, I so I'm like psyched that he's here because I can say you know oh well I remember when. Huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he's I think he's going to blow up. I think he really is. The songs he has out now are just incredible. And we're going to talk about them in the show, so I don't want to get too too involved with that. Um so I hope you enjoy the show. Um we're going to hear from our sponsors as always thank you to them. And yeah, that's that's really it for now. Um what do we got? What do we got? I think that's it. I really think that's it. This weekend we have Ray Fulcher at Off the Rails in Worcester, Massachusetts, so if you're local, uh go buy a ticket to that. Um 10 bucks can't, you know, you don't want to miss Ray Fulcher. Um, and then next week is episode 100. We have a big announcement to make. We will not be making that announcement here on Dirt Road FM. I am sorry. We won't be doing it. We have to wait until Tuesday at 10 AM. So you're going to have to re-listen to episode 100 twice. So, um, I'm not sorry. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we have a big announcement next Tuesday, um, October 18th for everybody. So, Um, I would appreciate it if you re-listened to the episode, if you're listening to it on the radio. um, Please switch over at 10 a.m. tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, not tomorrow, on the 18th for, for that announcement. But anyway, without further ado, here are our sponsors and our conversation with Mr. Bennett Coleman. Enjoy. Artist friends, local friends, and everybody looking for a little bit of Nashville here in Central Mass., Come check out Off the Rails in Worcester. You can go see their website, offtherailsworcester.com. They have their restaurant menu. They have their venue schedule. Go check them out. Real good friends of ours here at the show. You don't want to miss out on this place, offtherailsworcester.com. Again, restaurant, a little taste of Nashville, and a great music scene. Come check it out. Hey, everyone, don't forget to check out our friends over at the theafterglowboutique.com. That's the theafterglowboutique.com. Or if you're local, they have a great shop at 43 Main Street in Blackstone, Massachusetts. All Boots & Whiskey podcast listeners get 20% off at checkout with the promo code boots. That's B-O-O-T-S at checkout for 20% off at the theafterglowboutique.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots & Whiskey podcast sent you. Yeah, how's around. it going? What's going on man? How are man, you man? I'm doing very well
2: man just got my uh, just poured myself a little larceny old-fashioned and I'm I'm ready to talk about some country music
0: Nice, man <laughs> nice. so so you' you're, you're getting ahead of the game but I like it We'll start that way so <laughs> is is larceny the whiskey of choice?
2: Uh, it is the whiskey that was on hand <laughs> <laughs> which is sometimes the best kind of whiskey right? It was uh, left over from a show that we had, uh, over the weekend. We actually got to open for Sam Smith, uh, Sam, sorry, Sam, Sam, sorry, Sam Hunt. We got to open for Sam Hunt, uh, on Saturday. Uh, we had a little bottle of, of Larceny backstage and that's what was left over.
0: So now is that, is that part of your rider or is there something else that's usually part of it?
2: Uh, that was part of what we stashed in a bag on the way to the show. Perfect. (laughs) perfect we're no i'm not a mariah carey man i'm not <laughs> uh, take what i can get that's right that's right
0: so what is your whiskey of choice then seeing where we'll we'll start this way what the hell we have we've never started this way so no. let's do that well man I, I
2: hate to buck the trend but let's do. no it. i love it I love um it. man I, I usually go with either a maker's um i've been drinking um you know, uh, let's see some knob Creek. Um, I'm not, I'm not super fancy. I'm not one of those like top shelf guys. You know, I, I can get down with some, uh, some mid shelf stuff.
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah. What, it's, you know, do, since doing this, you know, my whiskey taste, you know, before doing this, I never really cared for whiskey or bourbon or rye or, you know, whatever. Um, but now it's, I, I want to try everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have, I have my favorites, you know, Jack's pretty, uh, a pretty good go-to um, you know I'm a big Tennessee whiskey guy yeah um, some of the Buffalo Trace stuff is good uh, I mean it's all good but you know I have my favorites but you know overall you know I haven't I've tried a few that I just didn't care for yeah um, but overall you know I haven't really had anything that I was like oh I'll never have this again
2: <laughs> you wouldn't kick a whiskey out of bed would you
0: no God, no
2: <laughs> How do you uh, how do you typically take yours? You go neat um, rocks. So it depends.
0: Yeah, you know it depends. Typically, I like the rocks, um, only because you know, and, I, and I'm sure people will hear this and probably want to strangle me to death. But um, <laughs> but I like it a little watered down as sure. it goes. Um, but old fashions have been my um, go to for quite some time now. I'm no
2: molecular biologist, but something about water, adding water to whiskey, somehow. Opens up the flavor notes. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how it works, but I believe them. I will try it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, it, it t- to me, it just tastes better. It gives it, it gives it a little more of a a drinkability, you exactly. know, for a longer period of time.
2: But, see, but. I, I, I get a little bougie around my place too. I, uh, I make my own simple syrup with brown sugar. Wow, um, that's the that's a I I learned that from a bourbon bar in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. No um, kidding. Yeah, make a simple syrup with brown sugar, and it adds this really cool kind of maple caramel note to it. Oh, um, I got the big fancy ice spheres, and uh, you know, I do the the orange peel, and I got sometimes I burn the orange peel to give it a little bit of a burnt orange. I don't know. Sometimes I get bougie, I get fancy.
0: Wow, I like it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I love it.
2: I like how I also started. How I'm not, I'm not like a Mariah Carey, but here I am. Yes, burning the right. orange. The orange. <laughs> hey, man! I like what I like, you know. Hey, no, you,
0: always, always go with what you like. 100%. Exactly. Hundred percent.
2: But don't be afraid to try new things.
0: Right. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. exactly.
2: <laughs> so, so for
0: those out there that don't know because they don't, um, you and I started chatting, it seems like, forever ago. Uh,
2: it does. It does.
0: And, um, you know, I really appreciate your patience with scheduling and, and all that. You know, it's – I'm so happy you're here on this show. Oh, I like, really am.
2: Thank you for having me. It's sad to be a part Ab- of
0: it. Absolutely. You know, um, and again, again, like I told you yesterday, um, this whole thing is off the cuff. There's, sure. You know, as, you, as you can tell already.
2: Um, I'm actually – pretty- I'm reading off a God. teleprompter. I'm reading off a teleprompter right now.
0: Awesome. Great. Yeah, Great. So far. We already wrote it all out. <laughs> um, you and I have a mutual friend. Yes. Like that's right. for, like that you that you've played music with in I, your past.
2: We do, Mr. Josh Beasley. Yes. Well, shout out to Josh Beasley playing the drums, man. He's a good drummer.
0: Yeah. Good you know, dude. it's funny because cause I had like became friends with you or whatever on Facebook, and he's like, How the hell do you know Bennett? And yeah. I'm like you know, I told him the story and he's like, well, that's so funny because I used to play drums with him. And I'm yeah. like, no fucking
1: way. There's no way.
0: <laughs> we were in a Tom Petty tribute band together. And I played, <laughs>
2: I played, I played keys. I played keys on the thing. And it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. So what,
0: how did, how did that happen?
2: Uh, he's a. It. Uh, I, I started a band. Uh, I'm out of Charleston, South Carolina. And I started a band in 2015. Uh, linked up with a bass guitar player, and long story short, he decided he wanted to do a little side project, uh, Tom Petty Tribute Band. He played guitar and sang, I uh, played keys, and Josh was on drums, and we played a couple shows together, and we're still friends to this day. He's a good dude.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool.
2: Which is ironic. He hates country music. I know. <laughs> that's...
0: Oh, that's I know, I know, I hear all about it all the time. And I say to him all the time and I'm like, you know, one, one of these days you should come on my show, I'll come on your show. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but what are we going to talk about? And
1: I'm like, <laughs>
0: all right, good point.
2: Good,
1: good point.
0: I can just talk shit about me. So that that's some common ground. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, which, you know, it's funny, it's funny you mentioned country music because it's like anybody who like, you know, Google searches you and whatnot, you know, a lot of, you know, the word, and I, and I hate it, and I'll, and I'll say it right now, I can't stand the labels, but sure, you come under Americana quite a bit. Yeah. Now, how do you feel about that? And I, I, and I don't ask for any other agenda other than you, your personal self. Do you see yourself as an Americana artist, or do you see yourself as a country artist, or do you not give a shit what they call you? I honestly
2: don't give a shit. It's just, it's, okay. it's so hard to define your music by a genre, yeah um the reason why I sort of classify myself with more Americana is that it's it's i guess the more I'm writing songs, the more I'm producing the things are starting to sound a little bit more towards the pop country rock sound, which is okay. fine with me i I don't mind this yeah. I like that sound yeah. um but when I first kind of started got getting kicked off, things were a little bit more on the kind of gritty roots storytelling um you know some kind of overdriven telecasters and some loud ass drums and it just felt like it felt more like americana rock to me but you know okay. it, it's all just such a blend of different genres so when you when you tell people that you're a country artist people automatically assume that you're a yeehaw you know yeah
1: yeah
2: <laughs> you gotta you got a gun rack in the back of your truck and you know <laughs> so which you know not a bad thing not a bad thing that's a that's a that. Those are my kind of people. Those are the people that I love to play shows for. But yeah, um, yeah. but Americana, I feel like, just defines my style a little better. And, and what I've found is it's easier to explain your style in terms of your inspiration. Yeah. Um, instead of saying I'm a country rock artist, I say or a Americana rock artist. I say if John Mayer wrote country rock songs, that's the easiest way to describe you know this this sound and this influence that I've kind of picked up over the past you know 10 years of playing music that's awesome
0: that's actually that's actually the perfect way to describe it
2: i agree I'm, I'm influenced by him a ton i love john Mayer. a lot of people hate him a lot of people love him he's an amazing guitar player if uh if eric clapton himself says hot damn this guy's a good guitar player then you are a good guitar player so <laughs> hats right. off to john Mayer for that but yeah um
0: absolutely of course um, you know, I, I agree. You know, Mayer is probably one of the most, if not the best guitar player on the scene right now. I I agree. You know, and that's exactly like you said, you know, I I've seen God live. And if he's saying it, then it's got to be true.
2: <laughs> no kidding. And I'm sort of I'm, I'm sort of cursed with uh, a little bit of a, a poppy R&B. Uh, boy band voice a little bit if I get if I get down to it and that's kind of where where John Mayer comes in too because his you know his earlier stuff um, yeah from Room for Squares it was very it was it was pop but it was more towards like the it had kind of a little bit of a country flair to it yeah um you know Three by Five one of the older songs um but that you know he has that kind of poppy sort of soulful voice and you know I wasn't trying to emulate him but it's just that's just what comes out whenever I sing so you know, I just kind of leaned into it and I love his guitar playing. I love, you know, his, his storytelling abilities and he's a smart guy. He went to, he went to Berkeley for a couple years. Like he, he talks about music theory and he's just, he's crazy smart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when, it, when, when the artists, especially when they're at that level, when they know really what the hell's going on, you know, you, you really do appreciate the music a lot though. Right. A hundred percent. You know, You know, and that's that's why he's not as I don't think I would argue he's not as mainstream as he used to be, because, you know, he's he was able to be super successful, make those pop albums, and then could do whatever the hell he wanted after that.
2: Exactly. Did you I mean, is that something that you picked up or did you hear? I mean, the reason why I ask is because that's exactly his strategy. There's his album called Continuum. The whole point of it was he kind of had to, write songs around what was big at the yeah. time, you know, in the, the, the mid two thousands, early to mid two thousands. And then as people started to embrace him as an artist, then he kind of started shifting and make, you know, showing his own style in there, like the John yeah. Mayer trio. That's some oh, super yeah. sick blues, you know, three piece, like, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, all kinds of, you know, that he, yeah. he couldn't have come out the gate doing that. He wouldn't have made oh, it as God, far he no. did
0: like that. No, so. well, you know so like i don't know much about john mayer you know a couple of friends of mine saw him in boston here earlier this year and they were like oh you didn't go and i was like no i'm not i don't want to say i'm not a john mayer fan but it's not also something i don't think i'd pay money to go see john mayer you know again nothing against him just (laughs) not you know my thing right but um, but you can see that you know i'm a fan enough and i like music enough you know even the other genres to like pick up on those things exactly you know because because realistically you could argue and i think he would too i mean eric church did the exact same thing oh yeah you know he he put out the first couple of albums which were you know really safe for radio in the last you know handful of albums i don't want to say haven't been but you know have allowed him to to play the music that he wants to play not the you know three and a half minute pop country song
2: right right Um, did you do, have you seen the crossover? What what was the, uh, what was the show where they would, they would do, I think it's actually Crossroads, the Crossroads with John Mayer and Keith Urban. Now you want to talk about a hell of a guitar player, Keith Urban. Holy cow. He is really good. We, uh, we got to open for him at the Carolina Country Music Fest this year. And so we, you know, we got to sit pretty close to the stage when he was playing and, uh, he's a, he just, just got to see him shred up close. The, The guy just, he puts on a hell of a show. I think he probably only sang 30% of the time. You know, the other seventy, really? he, was, he was, like, jamming. Like, he was, like, wow. ripping it. It was really good.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I've never, I've never seen Keith Urban. I've never been a huge, like, I've never been like, oh, my God, Keith Urban. But um, another person in country music that I've always been a fan of that is a great guitar player and I think a very underrated overall, overall genre guitar player is Brad Paisley.
2: Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, he's the next one in line right there. Yeah, uh, Brad is unbelievable. He's got that chicken picking, you know, style, but yeah. it, just, it sounds incredible. He's he's super fast. He's up and down the fretboard. He's a great songwriter. He, he has an awesome voice, and he just seems like such a cool dude. Would yeah. love to meet, eventually be able to meet him someday and hang out.
0: Yeah. So so let me ask you, and, I'm, and again, I'm Anything that happens here is not to be offensive. It's not to be anything. It's just, it's again, conversation, right? I got thick
2: skin, man. Come on, bring it.
0: (laughs) So for somebody like you, and again, again, for somebody that is so new to this game, Mm -hmm. right? How are you able to open up for Keith Urban at Carolina Country, Fest?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome question. So it's part of my sort of music journey uh, with, with what led me to start releasing some of my own music. (laughs) Um, I have been, uh, long story short, I've been playing over the past four years with uh, a local Charleston country artist. Um, Shout out to Warwick McZeek, good dude, awesome voice, great songwriter. Um, He has some amazing connections in the the Carolina Country Music Fest um, circle. And he was able to, you know, kind of from very early on, he was able to, uh, you know, kind of get, get himself up on stage and um, I jumped in with him as his guitar player, and I've been playing with him for four, almost five years now. Um, so we started off, uh, which is – you'll get a kick out of this. We started off um, on the small, sta- the small stage at CCMF. There's, there's like, the small stage on one side, and there's the massive stage on the other. So the very first year we played there, uh, we opened for some guy. Um, I think his name was uh, – I think it was Morgan Wallen, I think was his <laughs> name. Yeah. He was – he was, on the, he was headlining the tiny little stage um, the day that we played. So we have pictures of us in, I think, 2018, 2019, where we're on this little stage. And there's this tiny little backdrop that says Morgan Wallen in very small letters. And, uh, you know, I've I, <laughs> now he's freaking Morgan Wallen. So right, it's, it's, right. it's really cool to see, you know, how, how quickly somebody can climb the ranks and just explode and do some amazing things, which... We can get into this in a second, but he puts on a hell of a show. Oh my god, yeah. he's yeah. so good. So with uh, you know playing with Warwick, playing rhythm and lead guitar with him, um, he's a he's a vocalist. And uh, so we've you know we played the I think the past four or five years at CCMF, and every year you know we get to go back and um, eventually they they let us on the on the big stage. Uh, you know, sort of early in the day because we're the new guys, but still we got yeah. to you know share share the stage we got you know uh keith urban's drum set was a couple drum sets back because they you know kind of peel them away as each band plays but just being up there on such a high caliber stage with top 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 notch sound guys the biggest best equipment you could ever play with it's just it's it's an unreal experience it's so cool
0: that's awesome that's so good oh I, I love when, you know, independent artists and small time guys get to, you know, play on stages like that. You know, it's, it's great, you know, and it's, it's a testament to what you're doing. It's, uh, you know, it's, it allows you to have a bigger audience that you may not have gotten before.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And, and the, the fun part is, you know, work has been, you know, it's, it's being a part of that, his journey and seeing, you know, where he started and how far he's come now. Um. And I've always, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've played in, you know, a couple bands around town that I started um, playing guitar and singing. And I, you know, wrote some my own songs. At, at the time, I didn't really have any ambition to go anywhere with it. I just kind of did it for fun. But being a part of the CCMF and being part of that culture and just seeing what these guys are doing and how big they're getting, I'm thinking, wow, man, I, I feel like I kind of want to give it a shot, and see what happens. You know, I have some great songs. I feel like I got the I got the, I got the vibe. I feel like I have what it takes to go somewhere. So, it this whole thing has been super, super new. In fact, my first song, um, I just released it this year. So, my, my first ever, first ever, you know, song out on uh, mainstream platforms was released in January this year. And I, so far, I have four singles, and I'm actually going to the studio tomorrow to record two more. So That's it's,
1: awesome. Yeah,
2: man, it's exciting. <laughs>
0: That's, I mean, that's, so these songs that you've had are released since January. Have they, have they been kind of like sitting there waiting for releases or have, have you like put one out, got in the studio, recorded it, put it out, that sort of thing?
2: Um, the first song that I wrote, it's called Nothing To Do With Me. I actually wrote that one two or three years ago and just kind of played it out at bars and, you know, was just like, Hey guys, this is the song that I wrote, you know? But didn't really play it a whole lot because, you know, we we played the, a lot of the cover band sets. And, you know, when, you, when you're when you playing bars late at night, you, people want to hear what they know. They want to hear something Correct. they can sing to and dance to. Every now and then a crowd will be receptive and want to hear something original. But um, so I would had that one in the, in the chamber for, you know, two or three years. And so I decided that that was going to be my first one because I was really proud of it. I love the way it sounds. Um, that's actually the one that I reached out to you and shared with you. And you're like, yeah, you're like, damn, all right this is, I wasn't expecting this song to be this good for somebody this new, I, but I wasn't, I, I <laughs> totally wasn't. that was, I think that was your exact feedback. And, uh, like, yeah. and I was like, great. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Oh, um, man. But okay. then
0: I'll, I'll tell you a story when you're done.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 So to answer your long, long answer to your short question um, I, you know, it's some of them i I had some ideas, you know, months before, and then some of them I wrote, you know, two or three weeks before I went into the studio. Um, yeah. so it, kind of, it kind of depends and a cool, a cool little unique fact that I don't really know many other people that, that can say this, except for, uh, Dave Grohl and Prince, uh, you know, not that I'm at their caliber, but I am actually playing all the instruments in all of my tracks. So I'm wow. Yeah. playing drums, bass, guitar, keys, uh, vocals and harmony and, uh, lead guitar parts. And so everything it's, it's all me. Obviously not at one time because I gotta you know <laughs> I, right, right. I only have two arms, but uh, that's that's been a it's been super well instrumental, no pun intended, in this <laughs> in this process is that you know I can take what's in my head and put it out exactly how I want it to sound without having to translate it to another musician. Um, you know, another shout out to my producer. His name's Brian Jarvis from Anchor and Pine Studios. Uh, hell of a setup. He's been a great sounding board for me to bounce ideas off of. But for the most part, man, I come in with demos that are ready to go. And we just kind of blaze through the originals with me on all the instruments. It's, it's been a fun process so far.
0: That's awesome. Now, is it hard to take that then and and then, you know, give it to a band and be like, all right, here here's here's the song that I've done everything on. Now you have to trust somebody else with it?
2: Um, n- No, honestly, man, I love it. That That's my favorite part um, Awesome, because they have some pretty clear direction on exactly what I'm looking for. Um, you know, cause they can, they can sit down and listen to their parts. In fact, the, we, we opened for Sam Hunt on uh on Friday, actually, when he was here in Charleston and we, it was a very last minute ad. We, we got like a, we had a week's notice. So I had to, you know, make sure my guys were available and then we had to throw a bunch of new songs on the set list. And some of my originals were, some of those new songs that they'd never heard before, or at least they have, but just have never played them live with me. So I gave them the charts. I gave them the notes. I gave them everything. We didn't have a chance to rehearse at all. So he just jumped right on the stage cold and those guys just knocked it out of the park. They were so good. So when you start to play with musicians that you trust and you know that they do their homework and they're super talented, you just really, really have a ton of trust with those people and you know that they're going to give they're gonna be able to to play the sound that is in your head and in the album
0: right right oh that's perfect then that works out really really well
2: right exactly
0: so now when you when you write all these songs and put them all together right Mm -hmm. when you write them are you writing them and then playing all these instruments after you kind of write it and putting it all together to so you can hear how it sounds are you not doing that until you get into a studio
2: no man um I, so I have a, I use Evernote, uh, any, any, any note-taking app will work. Insert note-taking app here, but Evernote is one that I've used. And, um, I have a running list of song ideas. So anytime I'm in a conversation, I'm that annoying guy. That's like, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is a really good idea for a song. Let me write this down. (laughs) It's like this running list. But then, you know, when I carve out some time to actually sit down and write the music, sometimes it comes from, it might be the title. It might be, a line it might be a melody it might be a guitar part you, I, you never know what inspiration you're going to get first for a song and right. then you just kind of build the pieces around it um, until you have something that's you know that's fleshed out but um, as far as writing the instrumentation to it um, I have a little studio in my apartment it's nothing fancy um, but it, it's everything I need to get my ideas out onto you know and on in some sort of you know and I, so i use GarageBand. like people oh, listening nice. out there people listening out there are gonna laugh at me because i'm not using pro tools i'm not using you know this expensive stuff i'm using free software that comes on you know the, the uh apple computers but with a, a good microphone a good interface and you know some basic understanding of how to to record multi-track um you know songs you can really get those ideas out um but like I said, I'm in an apartment, so I can't really play drums in an apartment. So I used a little <laughs> – the built-in drum machine, which I won't nerd out about it until uh, – <laughs> I could go on and on. But there's a little drum machine in there that's super cool. You can build the dynamics and uh, you know insert your fills for the verses into the chorus, and you get pretty dynamic with that thing. But once I lay down the drum track, then you know, I'll play the guitar, and I will sing on top of it to create a scratch track. And then I'll play the bass on top of it and then the rhythm electric. And then I'll write the lead part. And then I'll just kind of – the the whole process of recording a song in a studio, I repeat that process with my tiny little setup in my studio just to get the demo tracks and to be able to right. write the instrumentation around the song. Wow. So it's fun. a lot of fun, man. I, I have so much fun doing that.
0: Now, do you – I'm like I—that was a lot of information that I'm trying to like. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, now do you do you find it? You know, I'm sure you didn't always do it that way, right? Now, has it been? It's obviously been easier with it, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I don't—I don't know how a lot of other people do it, but I think traditionally, you know, a lot of guys that I meet to write songs, they have like notepads. Yeah. And they have, you know, little uh, voice memos in their phone and everything's like scattered all over the place. But with Evernote, you can, um, you can, you know, create notes for the song, write the lyrics to it, add the chords on top of it. You can record little voice notes inside of that one note. So yeah. it's essentially a notebook, but I'm able to, you know, it's, it's digital. It's across, I have, a, it's on my phone, it's on my laptop, it's on my work computer, it's on my iPad, it's all over the place, but I can record voice memos within a note to kind of remind me how the melody goes as I'm writing the lyrics and then I just kind of re-record it as the lyrics get better.
0: Wow. That's cool. Yeah, man. That's really cool. Now, you know, it's it's funny because it's like I never, you know, I have a friend of mine that does does little things here and there with his stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, I just kind of like, oh yeah, cool, man, you know, but like I never really understood what what into it. You know, so to hear what goes into it and how it works. That's it's pretty awesome that you're able to do it that way, and then the the product you have out, you know, like like the song you sent to me in in January, nothing to mm-hmm. do with me. Like I I wasn't shitting you. Like I I can't. You know, it probably sounds bad, and it probably might discourage a lot of people that might be listening to this. But you know, when new artists come out, and it's like, here's my one song I have out. You know, it's like, uh not, not, in a bad way, but like I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know, it's not. You know, at, at the rate you know they are they're in, and the rate that I'm at, like it's unfortunately two different two different spots. Right. You know, and it's um, you know, it, it, you know, because sometimes you get that one song like this, and it's like, oh wow. And then a lot of the times you get that one song, and you're like, "Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah. keep <laughs> working at it. it. Keep working yeah. at it, buddy." Right? You know? Like for me, like yeah. it's hard for me to say no. It's you yeah. know, like, hey, can I come on your show with my one song? And it's like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: not, not, not not that I don't watch you, but it's you know, there's you know, there's there's now an order to this, right? You know,
2: right. And you're not the only one actually when i when i so right now i have four songs um and i'm introducing singles one song at a time and we'll eventually wrap all of those singles into either an ep or an actual full length like 10 song album um just kind of depending on how many i can get throughout the rest of the year but it's not an uncommon thing you know when like you said you know people that are writing their first song they're green they're getting their feet wet they're learning their voice they're learning their style they're learning the production process So it's all, it's a, it's a work in progress. So that's not always the best product right up front. Um, But when you have, when you find the right producer and somebody who can take those ideas and really help you get them out there and fine tune them, um, that's, that's when it, you, that's when the magic happens. So I was, I was impressed too, I was (laughs) blown away by how cool that Brian was able to, you know, make everything sound and, you know, not to, not to, you know, pat my own back here, but having, you know, having some great lyrics in a, in a catchy hook and, you know, some good instrumentation behind everything and then having a very clean demo, like the demo itself is, you know, it's pretty solid. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep the demos just so I can re-release it, you know, maybe down the road, hopefully when I win some Grammys or, you know, I can, <laughs> I can say, I remember when, um, but having that, you know, that clean demo, if anybody listening out there is kind of learning how to write their own stuff I would say get your demo as clean as possible um, using the method that I described before. So find either, you know, garage band, or there's all kinds of cool tools out there, but recording them all like all the tracks individually, um, you're able to get all your ideas out there, clean them up. So that way, when you go into the studio, you have a very clear game plan for what you're going to do with it. And then the producer is actually able to give you ideas and how to make it better rather than help you write the song, you know, so you're able to accomplish a lot more. And they know the direction you're trying to go, so they can help you get there and then let them work their magic and just make it sound so full and just clean, very well produced. I, I'm super happy with it.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, now, are you taking trips to and from Nashville from uh, home, or are you kind of no. just doing everything right from where you are?
2: Uh, everything from wh- right where I am. Uh, my producer, is uh, he's based out of North Charleston. Uh, it's like a good little maybe 15-minute ride right up the road. Um, I, now I have been in Nashville. Um, that's the, the Mecca of course. So you got to go there. Um, but with, uh, with Warwick, I was, we were able to play whiskey jam. Um, it's, it's wild, man. It was wild. It was like, they had like 10 bands and each band had a 20 minute set. So it was like, it was quick. It was rapid fire. So we jumped out and played like, you know, three or four songs. And, um, I got to say that we played in Nashville and then going to visit a buddy, that moved from Charleston out to Nashville, uh, a, a guy by the name of Josh Hewitt, the, he has the voice of an angel, he's so good. He's such a, such a great singer, such a good dude too. Um, but he was playing the four hour Broadway gig where they don't let them leave the stage for four hours. Yeah, yeah. They have to keep playing. So right. when, we, when we got there, he was like, oh, thank God, can you guys please come and play a song or two? I need to go take a break. <laughs> so we, we actually got to play like a couple songs on Broadway. And that was just a, an unreal experience. It was so much fun.
0: That's awesome. Now, do you have no? I, this is gonna. Do you have no interest in doing the Nashville thing, or are you good with doing it the way you're doing it? Because, you know, I say it all the time. You don't need to be there to be discovered. Right. Exactly.
2: Um, I, I get that question all the time. You know, when people they they see this ambition that I have and the drive that I have and where I want to go with it. And they say like you should go to Nashville. You have to go to Nashville. And you know I get it. I understand that's a re- that's a that's a place a lot of people go that you can be discovered. And um, I I me personally I feel that it's there's just a, so much competition in Nashville. I mean you I, I'm sure you've been if you haven't you need to go. But every bar every hour of the day from like ten in the morning until like two in the in the morning they basically have bands there all the time and they're all so, so, so good. So trying to jump in that, you know, trying to climb the ranks there, I feel like it'd be fun. It would be amazing. But I, uh, I'm, I'm going to see how far I can get in Charleston and play in the Southeast. You know, man, I'm not that far from Charlotte and Savannah, Atlanta, um, some pretty, you know, some pretty big cities around me. Yeah. Um, but I also, music is just as it's a, it's a side passion of mine. I actually own a marketing company. So that's my full-time job. Um, I started a digital marketing agency in 2019. Um, but music has been that side passion of mine that I just have always loved for my entire life. And I always will until the day I die. So the fact that I can, you know, that, that the, the company allows me time to be able to focus on music and, you know, play out on the weekends and all that. So, you know, up and moving to, to Nashville and, and still running the company which is based out of charleston would be it's doable because it's a digital company and everything's online these days but you know i like i love charleston charleston's a, yeah it's a beautiful day you ever had a chance to come down
0: no i haven't, haven't? i've always oh, man, wanted come on. to
2: i'll I've show you all the fun to. places charleston this incredible place it's uh you know actually you know what i shouldn't tell people that we're full charleston's full guys <laughs> you guys can't come to <laughs> charleston we're full no charleston's amazing it's 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 on the water. It's, the food is incredible. The people are so nice. and believe it or not, there is actually a thriving music scene here in, in Charleston there are you know hundreds of bands that are just so good and so fun to watch. So okay. this is a great town.
0: Like I've always wanted to go because you know I'm a, I'm a big history guy yeah and I know that the history there is just unbelievable. Um, so yeah, like it's always been on like the places to go. Yeah, I just just hasn't happened
2: we well, come down. I'll host you. I'll give you a list of places to check out, and we'll go. Uh, we'll go find some live music and some good uh, good whiskey.
0: That sounds great to me. Yep. Really <laughs> you, got a, uh, you got a standing invitation. Awesome.
2: Well, I appreciate that a lot. We can go find yeah. Josh and go heckle him while he's playing uh, drums. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I think Josh would die. I think if <laughs> if, if if I just showed up right away. <laughs> now. So you know, you said you own a marketing firm. Like, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Do you do you utilize that with what you're doing?
2: Oh, a hundred percent. I, Good. I am very fortunate that, you know, every, everybody in the music industry knows that marketing is one of the most powerful things you can do. It's a necessary evil. You have to do it. Self-promotion. Yeah. That's one of the hardest parts of being a musician, but it's also one of the most important. And the fact that I have a marketing background, so I myself actually, um, for the past 15 years i've worked for uh marketing agencies as a graphic designer photographer video social media copywriting web development like all the things that are necessary for somebody to run a successful to have a successful music career i have done those things for some pretty high level country uh companies and so i started my company port city media uh, based out of charleston i started in 2019 And I have a team of phenomenal graphic designers and video people, you know, a social media team, a copywriters. Um, I just I have a a huge arsenal behind me. So they've been very, very helpful in, in getting that up and going. And just me having my personal marketing background is is incredibly helpful for this. So I definitely don't take that for granted. That's awesome.
0: And, and, you know, it's always good to utilize what you have sure. with, the pa- with the passions and whatever else you have going on, for sure. Exactly. I completely agree. Now, so what is your long term plan when it comes to your music? You know, I, is there an EP on the way? Is there an album on the way? Has it been thought about? Yeah. Uh, I'm
2: just, I'm, part of me is kind of winging it and just seeing where things go, but I have a, a relatively loose plan. Um, so so far, and this is actually not atypical for for people in our, our modern music industry is, you know, people are releasing singles. They're just doing a couple yeah. singles and then, you know, eventually kind of wrapping the singles up into an EP, like a six to eight song EP or a 10 to 12 song actual full length album. So I think as of right now, I'm going to push for a full album. Um, nice. So just kind of do each song one at a time and just knock them out. Yeah. and eventually kind of wrap them all up together.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, if it, it works, right? I mean, we see it all the time. There's sure. so many artists out there that exactly what you said, you know, throw out a bunch of singles, put them all together, repackage it, and, you know, call it something else, and you get all brand-new listens all over again.
2: Oh, all over again, but if, I think I, I, I could be completely wrong. So somebody out there that's listening might have something else to say that I'm, I'm totally wrong about this, but from what I understand – I think when you release singles, you keep track of the analytics, right? So it you counts all your streams. And right. I think, I've never tried it, but I think what you should do theoretically is when you release, when you convert it into an album, I think it wraps all of those songs into one little package and you still keep all your streams and um, you're, you know, the, you're the, the, all the information coming from that. Um, and a, a little hint that a friend of mine, uh, Lauren Hall, she's a, I call her the queen of country music in Charleston. Uh, she's 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 awesome she's a little baby dolly part and she's so she's awesome but she uh you know she gave me a little piece of advice she was like whenever you release the album do you know release however many singles you're going to release but then keep one or two that you only release when you convert it to an album so that way there is new music for them to see as right. they explore this new full album um but i think in the eyes of record labels and you know the people the people that matter in the music industry i think they take you a lot more seriously whenever you have an actual full-length album or an ep that's stocked with songs rather than just you know three or four singles yeah so yeah
0: i I agree i agree a whole wholeheartedly you know because there's there's people i've talked to that are like fantastic and all they've released a single so far and it's like put them all together right do something you know like like do it just do it
2: It's, I see it from both sides. I understand that it's, it's something that has to be done, but it's expensive. It's, it's really hard for, you know, for, for young bands to drop 20, 30 K on a full length album. You know, it sounds easy. It sounds like, cool, let's pull the trigger. Let's do it. Um, But, you know, that's why I've been releasing mine slowly because I, you know, I, I have the full-time job, but I have the the music gigs that I play as well. And I'm kind of everything that I'm playing and I'm getting from these these uh, when i play out goes towards the music production yeah. um you know paying for gear paying my paying my band obviously but then you know the rest of it goes into investing into you know the the actual music production side of things um but as far as the long-term plan here uh who knows who knows where it's going to go but i think at this point i think my biggest focus is um continuing to write and uh, record and produce more music uh, for a full length album, um, continue to play out live, um, play, you know, bigger, more fun shows, trying to get in the festival circuit um, as Bennett Coleman, you know, as myself. I, I love playing with Warwick, and he gets to, we get into these really cool festivals with him, but I would love to start to get into these things playing my own music. That would be incredible. Yeah but just making sure that my music gets in front of the right people. You know, that's, that's how people are discovered nowadays. You can have the best songs in the world, but if the right people don't hear it, who can actually make a difference in your career, then it, you know, kind of falls. It yeah. doesn't, it's, it defeats the purpose. So
0: yeah, just trying to continue uh, to get my music out there. Yeah. Now, do you find that, I mean, Charleston has a good, a good scene, but do you find that, Getting your music out there to the right people has been difficult. Um, Difficult, possibly Uh,
2: have the right people heard it yet? I don't think so. If the right people had heard it, I I think I think I have a great product, man. I love my songs. I'm so proud of them. You know, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into. Not necessarily the blood, except you know, but (laughs) a lot of sweat and a lot of tears uh, from my producer having to, <laughs> having to, right. having to, having to clean up the drum tracks because I'm not an actual drummer, but, you know, uh, so tears from him, but, you know, g- getting it in front of the right people locally, uh, I feel like I'm starting to, you know, I'm, as my music career progresses, I'm getting it in, in front of the right people, but, you know, I don't know if Charleston necessarily has the, the music, the record label executives or the, the people that are pretty deep in the music industry that could help me out, um, you know. Shout out to old Darius Rucker. Uh, he's a he's a South Carolina boy from uh, from Columbia, but he lives in Charleston, has a house downtown. Uh, funny story, he's actually a client of mine. Uh, sent me a text out of the blue one day and said, "Hey, this is Darius Rucker. Do you have time to talk about a a, a project?" <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, sh- yes, I." I uh, I'll clear my schedule. I have plenty of time for you. Let's do it. (laughs) But we got to uh, work on a video uh, for him. And uh, he was like, yeah, I want you guys to help me create a video for my friend Tiger. Then I was, I was like, Tiger, Tiger Woods. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're just going to do a video for Tiger Woods. So in my head I was freaking out. And on the outside, I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. That's fine. That's just, you know, normal Tuesday for me. That's fine. Yeah. But, but the, there are people in Charleston that, you know, that, uh, have those deep connections and I just want to continue playing out and, you know, getting my, getting the word out there, starting to expand my network um, and starting to play shows even further around the Southeast um, and eventually making it out to Nashville, play doing a weekend in Nashville. Um, but I feel like with modern music and, social media and just the connections you can make in various, you know, formats, I feel like you can get your music heard by the right people from anywhere. You just gotta be, you just gotta keep pushing it. Gotta keep marketing yourself.
0: Absolutely. And you know, it's, it's one of those things. I say it all the time, you know, you don't have to be in Nashville to make a name for yourself at all. I agree. You know, it's just all about the product you put out there.
2: True. Exactly. Right. Um,
0: You know, and, and, you know, the, you know, the connections you make, it's all about the connections you make. A hundred. All my connections. You know, I don't care, you know, and I, I get a lot of shit for this, but I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how good you are. You know, at the end of the day, like you said earlier, you know, it's all about who sees it, who hears it. Right. You know, and if you have those connections, you know, you could suck and still get it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that
1: is very true. That is very you true. Know? I mean,
0: <laughs> Let, I'm not going to mix words about it, but, it, you know, it, it's true. I mean, we, we even see it in Nashville now. Like, how many, how many songs do you hear on the radio when you're like, oh, yeah. you know, like, how the hell did this happen?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, there are, yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's, that's why it's so important to, you know, keep honing your craft and learning to yeah. don't stop learning how to play guitar. Don't stop taking voice lessons. Don't stop you know, learning from other people and sharing ideas and just getting better and better and better so that you can continue to improve your product. But also don't stop promoting yourself, marketing yourself, getting it out there. Um, you know, I, do I know the magic bullet to get in front of the right people? No, or else I would have done it already. But, right, you know, right. it's it's about the grind. It's about the hustle. It's about, you know, people are starting to recognize me when I'm out places. Like I was actually on my motorcycle uh, a couple of days ago and I jumped on and I'm pulling out onto King street and this girl in the back of a pedicab, you know, those like, uh, it's like a bicycle with like a little, little two person bench on the back of it. She goes, Coleman," and I look up and I'm, I have no idea who she is, but she's like, I love your music. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know who you are, but thank you so much. So it's kind of cool to, you know, you know, six, eight months ago, I didn't really have that sort of feedback from, you know, my music and playing around Charleston, but, um, you know, if anybody out there is listening and they have some connections and would be able to share some and help me get in front of the right people, I'm I'm here for it. Well, I mean, you do
0: have a Darius connection.
2: I do have a. You <laughs> know, I don't want to take advantage of that though. He's just I, such no, a I nice guy. I don't uh, want to be. He gets a, a a hundred text messages a day saying, "Hey, man, can you listen to my song that I wrote?" <laughs> right.
0: I don't want to be that guy. Right. No, I don't blame you. I totally get it. I get it a hundred percent. But you know, think of, talking about it because you know it's happened to me too. Where you know you're out and somebody recognizes you, like that's pretty cool too. That's such a good feeling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, it is. You know, and because it's... It, it it happens to me here with shows. Yeah. You know, like I'll be at a concert to review it, and you know, I'll have my boots and whiskey hat on, and they're like, "Hey, are you you are you him?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I am he.
2: Yes, I am
0: he. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, uh, and, you know I'll get the ah oh, boots and whiskey, and I'm like, Dude. yeah. I I do have a name though too.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's cool. And uh, it's not so much for like personal gain either. It's not no. like Finally, people know who I am. No, it's just like oh no, god, no. My, the hard work that I'm putting in the long hours. I had a good conversation with uh, with a, a music friend of mine, um, and about how on stage, like that's the that's the fun part. I mean, it's it's all fun. But being on stage, playing guitar, singing—it looks like so much fun because it is so much fun. But that is the tip of the iceberg for the insane amount of work that goes into the everything else around music. Right? That, that's the really fun part. That's the sweet part. But there's so much more that goes into it. So getting that recognition is—it's—it's it's so gratifying because it's—it's just a tangible way of knowing that your hard work is paying off and people are starting to recognize you and and know you for your music and people are sharing them and you know people send me videos from Denver and California and all kinds of places and they're like we're jamming your song at this bar and everybody's loving it and I'm like hell yeah this is great people in California are listening to my music right now it's
0: awesome yeah and you know and like that's that's the other part of it too forget forget about you know and I I don't I typically love to talk about myself, but not during the episodes, but I've noticed that I've done that a little more recently. And for everybody else, I apologize that you, you should have heard these stories before, but, <laughs> you know, but it's the same way, you know, like we we're you know, the, our show now is streaming on a internet radio station that has a ton of listeners all over the world. Right. That's awesome. And so Monday night we've started it where Monday nights, you know, that radio station gets the first, the first listen, the exclusive, and then, you know, we release that release on Tuesday to the, you know, worldwide, uh, sure. to, you know, to streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we did our first one tonight for the, you know, this is going to be out in a few weeks, but um, you know, it is Labor Day. Uh, so happy Labor Day, I guess. Happy Labor Day. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> even though it's like a month when this comes out, it would be irrelevant. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, we had our first one tonight and, you know, within like a half an hour of the show start actually within 10 minutes of the show starting, the, you know, the guy that runs the whole thing. and was like, hey, just so you know, um, at the start of the episode, you have, a you have like 1100 people tuning in in like 24 different countries. Wow. And it's like, what the Dude, fuck? That's insane, <laughs> man. That's yeah. so cool. I couldn't believe it. I was like, huh. And, you know, but, and, like, but like, I don't think about it either. Like, I just, you know, I just do it to do it.
2: Right. I love that man that's so cool and that means a lot to us too That's, you know you're you're getting some some pretty pretty damn good people on your show so the fact that you're letting a new guy like me jump on man we that really means a lot to us and to me personally to you know help us get our music out there and just to talk about it and tell stories and
0: yeah uh, well that's that's the point for me that's the point Exactly. You know, it's and like you and I have had such a decent relationship since we first started talking you know it's not like it's not like you came out of the gate and was like Here's my song I want to be on, and well, see you the fuck later. It was like, hey, let's have a conversation. Here's what I'm doing, you know, and it's like that goes a long way too.
2: Sure. No, and I don't think I was even trying to get on the show. I just knew that you reviewed music and you were very good at it. So I'm thinking, well, hell, this is a perfect person to, you know, pitch my music to and see what you honestly, I have thick skin, man, and I I was prepared for the best and the worst. And uh, it it was great to be well received.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like I said to you, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you can tell people that just want something. I mean, as, as I'm sure you do too, right. Right. You know, when it comes down to it, you know, they just, they just want the exposure rather than to have the connection. And I'm all about the connection. I want to have the connection. Don't, don't bother me unless you want to be a a friend at the end of the, at the end of the show, because... (laughs) you know I, I i have no problem coming to you if i need something so don't ever have a problem coming to me if i if you need something oh yeah. you're
2: coming to charleston i'm going to be your tour guide to uh, charleston too so i'm I, i'm going to pay my end too i can't
0: wait and <laughs> with all these all these places we've been invited to i'm going to need to get a fucking jet blue credit card there you go start racking up those miles or just get a private
2: jet you know put it on the you oh, can ex- yeah. you can expense it <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. The uh, the, <laughs> the $150, a month, the $150 a month that I might get from doing the show. Will <laughs> pay that shit, no time.
2: Eventually, in a couple thousand uh, years, will be fine. <laughs> right.
0: With, with that being said, if you're listening to the show and you want to sponsor it, <laughs> you know, you want to write a check. We're more than happy to take your money and make this make this a, a global phenomenon. Or if you have a jet, um, we
2: can borrow. Uh, right, I can learn to fly pretty quickly, I guess.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jesus, why not? Yeah. I mean, um, so so going forward, you're doing all these things. You know, we gotta get you up here because that's that's the next yeah. part of this this whole endeavor and this whole um, you know journey I'm on I think is that's the next step is to really start you know I think I can say this out loud because by the time your episode airs I think a lot of that will be tightened up but you know we're trying to take the boot to whiskey name and bring some of these artists here with the relationships we've had with people yeah. and whatnot so I think you know I think Bennett Coleman needs to be on that list with his private jet I'd love to yeah
2: that's fine uh, I'll have to talk to my uh, my pilot um, and see yeah. if we can get some time off, but yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> <Time off. laughs> that's awesome. You know, you can, you know, again, I'm, I'm sure Darius is going to listen to this anyway, so he can come up. Um, he can be by himself if he wants to bring the blowfish with him, <laughs> or at yeah. least Mark Bryant, his,
2: uh, his guitar player is at, yeah. at least him too. Uh, yeah. But he's such a good dude too, and I love it. Well, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna brag on him for a second. Nah, Darius, hell yeah, do it. Darius is as, exactly as nice as you want him to be. Uh, when he reached out to me, first of all, I thought it was a friend of mine just totally bullshitting me, but it, it really was yeah. Darius Rucker. It was him, and we ended up meeting. There's a place called the Windjammer in Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Uh, yeah, awesome place. So many good shows coming through through there, and that's actually where Darius got uh, one of the biggest places that he got to start. With hooting the blowfish back in the day so i reached out and i'm like you know you tell me where you want to meet i can go anywhere you cannot you can't go anywhere you tell me where you want to go and so i ended up pitching i was like look let's just go to the Windjammer. like we but bo- that's how we both got connected there's a green room upstairs that we'd kind of have like a little private space and nobody's gonna mess with you so he was like yeah that's great so i'm sitting at the bar you know uh drumming my fingers on the bar table because i'm nervous and i'm excited but he walks in, and uh, you know, I give him a, a you know, shake his hand, and I'm like, right, "Hey, we got a spot upstairs." He's like, "No, we're good." So we just sit at the bar. We're just chilling at the bar. Uh, everybody in the bar kind of starts to slowly gravitate towards us, and everybody's like <laughs> sitting around. But just such a cool guy, very laid back. We're drinking Stella, Stella's Stella beers, you know, yeah, um, just shooting the shit and talking about fun projects. And uh, the the owner of the Windjammer. Uh, ended up walking over and shaking his hand, and I got to hear some really cool stories of, of you know, some of the after parties whenever Hootie would come and play, and uh, man, it was just, he's just such a good guy. Such a good guy. So, Darius, yeah. if you're listening, man, that was a fun project. I was yeah. uh, happy to work on another one with you.
0: You know, that's going to be one of those things where, you know, when you get to, you know, you got to think about all the shit he's been through, right? Yeah. With with going from, you know, a hugely successful band like Hootie and the Blowfish to, you know, his own solo thing in a genre at the time that, you know, you know, as we all know, because he tells the story so well, pretty much told him to pound sand. Yeah. You know, and to, and to be one of the, you know, the top country artists in the genre is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. <It's> pretty great.
2: <laughs> That's a... That's a, that's a bigger F you than actually shouting F you. you yeah. Know? It's somebody, somebody's saying, you're not going to make it. And you're like, watch. And then you go and make it. And then they're like, all right, well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs>
0: right. Right. But you know, at the, at the same time, we got to give him a little shit because he's also ruined wagon, wagon wheel for most of us. Uh, say uh, Sure.
2: Everybody loves it. Everybody <laughs> sure. loves to hate on that song.
0: No, but, and I, I love that song, but it's one of those songs, it's become one of yeah. those songs now where it's oh, like, yeah.
2: you know. It's Free it's Bird, free... it's
0: Stairway to Heaven, it's the, right. <laughs> right. play Wagon Wheel. Right, it's like, oh God, yes, no, please play Wagon Wheel, but you know, let's, let's let Old Crow Medicine show <laughs> play Wagon Wheel and not anybody else ever again. And I've actually never fact-checked this, but I'm
2: almost positive that Bob Dylan was the original author.
0: Yes, um, I believe that is true.
2: Yeah, I think Old Crow wrote another couple verses and kind of cleaned it up a little bit but wagon roll right. is actually a bob dylan song so yes i believe that is correct yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah but uh, oh man that's too funny so now you know we could go on and on for days right but um a lot of people tell me to keep this to an hour sure so, yeah, so um, <laughs> now we we talked whiskey at the beginning which again was a first that i think i like that i like that huh. format a lot um, because we usually do the whiskey and the boots at the end to oh, wrap okay. kind of everything up, but let's talk about boots. Do you have boots? Do you wear boots? Do you like boots? I do. do. You, you know, do you have a pair of boots that you prefer over other pairs of boots?
2: I do. Um, I have a pair of Ariat boots. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm not necessarily a cowboy boot guy, but something about wearing them. It feels good. Yeah. It's a good yeah. feel, You know, they're, they got a bit of a heel on them. So you sit a little taller uh you know we played a we played the uh the carolina country music fest in uh new jersey um last year and it rained like hell for three days straight so we're walking through sopping wet mud you know six inches 12 inches of mud and i'm in these cowboy boots and i'm just like it's awesome they were completely waterproof and i was just kind of just jumping through and that's, that's exactly what they're made for so you feel
0: yeah you feel manly as hell anywhere. <laughs> yeah you know, you know it's it's funny because like, I mean, we don't get hot up here like you do down there, <laughs> but we've Always had hot. a pretty hot, we've had a pretty hot summer mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've been doing all these concert reviews. I hosted a, you know, I emceed a, a little country music festival at the beginning of the summer. Um, you know, and I, like I'm a, I'm a flip flops and shorts kind of guy, Yeah, <laughs> you know, so whenever I go to shows or I'm in like in an official capacity or whatever, my wife's like, you know, you have to wear your boots you have to wear your boots. I'm like, it's 110. She's like, well, I, I, she said to me the other day, because I went to a show in Boston and I was like, do I really want to wear my boots? And she's like, well, you know, it is part of the thing. She goes, if you, you should have rethought it. I mean, you can't, at this point, you can't change it to flip-flops and beer. So And it's like, son of a bitch. You're right.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I do have a pair and I, I, I pull them out. Uh, every so while. I got to, we had to open for Leonard Skinner. Dude, okay, so th- I'm gonna answer the question you didn't even ask, but I'm gonna just tell you anyways, because damn it, this is yeah. one of my favorite stories. Um, oh, yeah. I'm actually looking at the guitar right now. My when I was eleven years old, my dad played this shitty Alvarez, it's not nice. It's just a little hundred dollar guitar. He played Freebird, it's the only song he knew how to play. And he he, he did pretty did pretty well at it. You know, we're just talking <laughs> kind of strumming chords, he's not shredding the solos or anything. But he <laughs> he. He gave me that guitar and he said, you know, here are the chords of Freebird. Go learn it. Come back in two weeks and play it for me. And I learned a ton of songs in two weeks. And I came back and I was like teaching him songs. So I just picked up the guitar super fast. But I have that guitar sitting right in front of me and I'm actually touching it right now. Um, It is my, by far, I have a pretty good guitar collection. And that is the one guitar that I would grab, My, my, my dog and my guitar, I grab and run out of my apartment if it caught on fire. Nice. Um, but the fact that it all came full circle that I got through, that we got to open for Leonard Skinner on my fucking birthday. On my birthday, I got to open for Leonard Skinner. I'm like, I got a picture in front of the bus wearing a, just an a obnoxious Leonard Skinner t shirt, just like looking like a kid at the damn candy store, just so excited. Like, got to be up front. I tell you what, man, those guys are in their 70s and 80s. They are shredding. They didn't miss a note. They were up there banging their heads. And man, it was such a good show. So good.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, You know, I wish I would have, I wish I would have saw Skinner. Um, Not that they've gone anywhere, but um, I wish I, I wish I would see, I wish I could see them now. I wish I could see them then too. Oh, of course.
2: Back in the day. um, But even now, I'll tell you what, man, they still, they still put on a great show. It'll, it'll surprise you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe that's maybe that's on the bucket list if they ever come back around. i yeah. to uh, do it up, You <laughs> definitely have to we'll do me. that. So so we did. We we talked about so much, and it's been so great to have you. Awesome. And you know, any you're you're a friend of the show and a friend of mine. So anytime you need anything or want anything, I appreciate uh, it. If, if we can do it, we're we're more than happy to help for sure. And likewise, likewise, happy to return the favor awesome. too. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you being on again. You know. Um, you know, as soon as this comes out, you'll know I'll let you know that like the day or two before and and we'll, uh we'll, we'll chat soon.
2: I appreciate it and everybody out there listening. Uh, I would love it. it costs nothing if you guys would just go check out my social media. Um, I am Bennett W. Coleman on Instagram, Facebook uh, Bennett w. is my website with links to everything. Um, I got all the major streaming platforms, all the ones you can think of Bennett Coleman, you guys go listen to my stuff and, share it with your friends and help me blow up so I can get you guys all in the VIP
0: section. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, and, you know, for everybody that's listening that haven't heard, hasn't heard Bennett yet, like you won't be disappointed,
1: you know, ah, for, for somebody that's kind. so,
0: for somebody that's so new at this game, it's, it's unbelievable. The sound that you've got coming out of you. It's, it's awesome, man. Thank you so much. You're too kind. Oh, hell yeah. That means oh, a lot. Yeah. Of course. Well, Bennett, thank you again so much. And, and we'll be in touch soon and we'll talk soon for sure.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much, man. You have a good night.
0: Absolutely. You too. All right. See you, Jim. Bye-bye. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in Pictures and whatnot all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. DRsupplyco.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey Podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwash and rhinestones.com. Well, there you have it, everyone. Our conversation with the ever-so-talented and fantastic friend of ours, Bennett Coleman. Thank you all so much for listening in today to the show. Just as a reminder, Bennett has new music coming out. It's called About Damn Time. Not to be confused with Lizzo's About Damn Time. But if you want to confuse them and think you're listening to Lizzo, actually listen to Bennett Coleman. I promise you, you'll enjoy Bennett Coleman. Maybe a lot more. That comes out October um, 20th. Sorry, the brain just skipped a beat there. But October 20th, about damn time, from our friend Bennett Coleman comes out. A big thank you again to Bennett for being on the show today. It was absolutely great talking to him. Always a cool conversation. Such a cool dude. I really appreciate his time, as always. Well... I can't believe this is it. This is episode 99, our last episode of season 3. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Damn. Um wow. That's that's really all I could say. Next week, next Monday night, we will premiere on Dirt Road FM episode 100 in the start of season 4 here on the Boots & Whiskey podcast. I can't honestly believe it. Next week we have two announcements to make. We're going to make them both, I think, on this show. Um, I'm going to make one of the announcements next Monday night on the live premiere of episode 100, which will be Russell James from our friends over at Scarlet Drive, a local band here who has been a huge supporter of us really from the word go that we can't we can't say enough about they are nominated for a bunch of new england music awards they're um up for a boston music award as well so check that out but we'll talk more about that next week um but until then thank you all so much bennett thank you again remember october 20th about damn time in a minute no i'm kidding none of that crap no lizzo here about damn time, October 20th, Bennett Coleman. Check it out. Until next week, everyone, we have some great stuff coming. Um and all that. And you know, it's just awesome to it's awesome to, to have you. And you know, check out our website, check out TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Without it, none of without you, none of this is possible. So thank you all so much. Um Thank you, Bennett, for being episode 99. And here's to episode 100, season 4, and hopefully hundreds of more. Thank you so much. Good night, everyone. And as always, keep those boots on the ground. Keep your whiskey in the glass. Cheers.